activating virus defenses. Prepare to download. Welcome. Hello, this is Martin McKay from the Network Security Podcast. And I'm Chris John Riley from the Eurotrash Security Podcast. And you're listening to the official podcast for the 25th Annual FIRST Conference, held June 16th through 21st in Bangkok, Thailand. For more information about FIRST, please visit www.first.org. And now we join our interview in progress. This time on the show, I'm lucky enough to be talking to Michael Jordan of Context. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hi there, thanks for inviting me on. No problems. Now, your, your talk that uh, you're going to be giving at the upcoming uh, first conference in Bangkok sounds kind of interesting. Intelligent defense is certainly something that I think we need in this industry. So maybe you can tell us, us and the listeners a little bit about what you're going to be talking about at the upcoming conference. Sure. What I was looking at was the problem when you get a very large list of domains that an organization has looked up at some point. And the question was, which of these domains are potentially of interest and which ones are just normal domains? Now, obviously, one way is to look at sort of the signatures of known bad domains and go off and find those, investigate those. That's kind of obvious. But what about the domains which we don't know are bad domains? How could we go and find out which ones are suspicious, effectively? So by looking at different um, open source information, like who is records, DNS records, by looking at those sources of information, can we in some way correlate data between things that we know are bad and the ones that we don't know if they're bad or not. So for example, if somebody registers two domains with the same email address, we know one of them is bad. If it's got the same email address in the WHOIS record, then that surely puts suspicion upon that other domain. So we went down the route of looking at using artificial intelligence algorithms, Bayesian's filters, similar things used in spam, to actually see whether we can use the same techniques, but on the sort of reputation level of domains, is this something that we're, is, is going to affect people who've already been breached? This is kind of a, an after-the-facts defense where they can come up and say, okay, this is probably where the infection came from, or is this something we can really kind of implement as a preventative mechanism as well? You, you can use it for both, because obviously the time between detection and removal, if you can get that down as short as possible, then chances of them doing anything particularly bad get vastly reduced. So by using this, you can both go retrospectively into a data set to see if you can find domains which you now know are bad because of other new intelligence upon the problem. But equally, you could do it as a sort of pseudo real-time proactive detecting when a new domain pops up. If you just got rid of one domain and there's some connecting information which allows you to detect the new domain that they decide to use now, you can potentially use it going forward as a preventative measure. Is the, is the OPSEC for, for the attackers that, that we're faced with at the moment, is it, is it really that bad? Are they, are they going to be using the same IP address, the same email addresses for, for setting these things up? Or have they really moved beyond that, that level of bad OPSEC and, and really started to spread themselves out and, and become more stealthy about these things? It's not just using the same domain, the same IP address, because we're going at the next level as looking at the registrar information, what may be a fake address that they're using or a fake telephone number. It needs to be another level be, uh, removed from the actual facts of what's going across the wire to actually the sort of metadata around that piece of information which we can correlate. So if two entirely separate domains get registered by a different person with different information with no connection at all, then this technique won't work. It's reliant upon there being some piece of information which will correlate across the two. And humans being human, they generally get a bit lazy and therefore there's going to be some piece of information that we can tend to tag on and then use that to make those connections. 
obviously the, the people attacking networks are obviously going to twig onto these kind of defenses quite quickly. In the, in the inevitable cat and mouse game, they're then going to move on to things like private registration domains that hide who is information and things like that. Is this just the next step in the cat and mouse game with attackers? Well, exactly, yes. It is a cat and mouse game. It's an arms race. And this p- means that they're going to have to work a bit harder now to ensure that there is no piece of information which you can correlate across them. And that is, yeah, making it more difficult, which is all you can do at the end of the day. Yeah, certainly, it's, it's one of those things. But how does that affect companies who are maybe looking to implement something like this? What's the, the false positive rate on things like this? Is Are you going to start accidentally blacklisting and banning domains that just happen to be registered at the same time with the same registrar and have some kind of similar metadata in the background? Well, the way that we've been using it is not as an automated tool because then you end up with those problems. We're using it as an aid to an investigator. So an investigator turns up and has a list of 10,000 domains, where do they start? And this is one of the techniques that they can use to see what comes to the top of the list and then investigate those domains to see whether they can detect things. Because so we're looking for sort of the very hard to detect stuff and therefore it's the manner of investigation needs to drive it forward to prevent those false positives actually causing issues. And is all of the information that you need to, to do this kind of analysis, is it all freely available? Or is this something that's, that's often hidden behind a, a registrar paywall or, or other private information that you need to get direct from the registrar itself? Well, what I've been doing so far in the research is using Whois Records, but using a, a paid service to provide the sort of bulk Whois lookups that are required to sort of go through that quantity of domains. Um, and there's certainly the potential for extending the technique to getting other information from other areas because it's quite generic in the way that we're approaching it. We're just looking for, you know, words, phrases, sort of uh, actual tokens. They could come from a whole variety of different information. Well, theoretically, this research could then be extended to, to the registrars themselves by companies providing indicators of compromise with, with domains and metadata surrounding those registration of domains, and then the registrar being able to then use that with their database, their Whois database, for example, to be able to say, well, in that case, these other 100 domains are also probably suspect and should be further analysed manually. Definitely, yeah, certainly one way it could definitely be used. And someone registers a new domain, you check the information before accepting the registration and see whether it's got, yeah, the same email address as a known bad domain which has previously been pulled down, and you would be able to detect them that way. So what are the next phases for the research? Is, is this you're going to be releasing a, a tool at the event or is this just a discussion of, the, of possible methods for detection and then it needs to be implemented further? At, at the moment it's at the research phase in terms of we don't have sort of something we're going to necessarily release in terms of a, a tool out there. It's more for a, a discussion really about the technique. I'm hoping to get input from other people and potentially release a tool thereafter or work with other people in terms of trying to actually use this more widespread. How many data inputs are currently being used to tie these these bad domains together? Is it is it simply looking at who is at the moment, or is there other data that's also being brought into the into the analysis? The moment uses who is and DNS as the two sources of information, basically by um, getting those as textual formats. Because who is records, as we all know, are a bit of a mess when it comes to trying to understand what's inside them. Yeah. So it just takes in raw text files and parses out the text files as you know delimited on spaces, tabs, etc. To then use those as as, as generic keywords. We can then use artificial intelligence to train the system up so we can train it up using you know, known good websites and known bad and then using the training to work out what keywords are important and which ones aren't important, filtering down the ones which are no use and seeing what bubbles to the top. I can imagine this this kind of throwing up quite a lot of, you know, I'm not going to say false positives because I don't think that's really what it would be, but a, a lot of... Uh, information that is not correct in who is because you know, there has been a, a history of who is information where people just 
fill out whatever they feel like filling out and they don't fill out necessarily the the right information is that going to be a problem is that going to start triggering things that aren't really malicious and just simply lazy people or people who care about their privacy for example to be honest it could be quite the opposite if people just put in whatever they want and it's not actually checked and verified it may well be that the types of information we're looking to key upon have been put in in the same way so that can actually help to our advantage that the lazy people are, who may well be the people who who control these domains who are bad people we can potentially pick that up pick up that information but the way in which it's trained learned and then there's the feedback into the system to saying actually that's a false positive we then retrain and, and therefore go through the data set and therefore change its actual output so that helps to, to sort of bubble to the top the, the things of interest and push down the things which aren't from a human actually interacting with it. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, to attending the talk, having a look at uh, the research you've done and hopefully uh, being able to give some input. I'm sure other people will be able to uh, to attend and also discuss where this, this technology can go, how it can be implemented and, and possibly how registrars can, can build this into their systems to try and stop the, the flow of, of malicious domains or at least uh, put a crink in the attacker's style and make them need to do additional work to get it to, to go past. So uh, look forward to seeing the talk and uh, to seeing you in Bangkok. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the official podcast of the 25th Annual First Conference in Bangkok, Thailand. Hope to see you in Bangkok, folks. Thank you.